Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host, Karen Pileggi, and in each episode, we uncover new empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will. Empowering one another is so this decade, and so is living up to our full potential. This is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward. You don't have to have it all figured out today, but you're here and now is a good start. I want you to be your best self. I'm always going to be rooting for you. This girl's got to heal. Welcome to a special episode where we are, we, where I am answering your questions around relationships and self-love. This is a special Valentine's theme type of episode, a little less structured than the previous episode. So um, we're skipping out on the three questions and um, all that other stuff. So this one is just answering your questions. I asked you to send them over any you had around relationships and your relationship with yourself, romantic relationships, and I'm going to do my best to answer them, giving my opinion, my experience, personal, professional, and and yeah, I hope I do you justice and you enjoy it. <laughs> get your tea ready, get your coffee ready, we're diving in, we're talking grief in relationships, we're talking therapy, age gaps, self-love, let's go. The first question is, since the grief experience is so fundamentally part of who we are, how do you go about bringing it up when you meet someone new? I love this question. This question is uh, one that I would have answered quite differently at different points in my grief. Firstly, the fears and the apprehension behind this are completely valid. Your grief is and was and will continue to be a huge part of your life. It is not who you are. It is a huge part of your life, and it possibly had changed the course of your life and rerouted you. And that's important, and that's important to the person that you are today. So I think when we do share this important information, we have to be mindful of what exactly we're looking for within that conversation. Um, What type of support we're looking for from that person and kind of going through all of the what-ifs and ultimately feeling okay with the what-ifs. We have to be okay. If this person has a negative response, if this person ends up responding and talking about their experience with grief the whole time and not acknowledging what you said, or if they do have a positive response and are very supportive and active listeners, we have to be prepared for all of that. So going into that conversation and knowing, hey, if A, B, C, or even D happens, then you know what? I'm going to be okay and I know I can navigate through it. So just kind of prepping yourself for that, I think, is really important going in. Because I think when we are dating someone, we get so excited and we want to believe that, of course, if we spent X amount of time with them, that they're just going to be the right fit for us. And sometimes we learn along the way that they're not. And that can kind of come through when you do begin to discuss your trauma or your grief because not everyone is open to holding space for you or 
just appreciating your journey or any of that really honestly um and I, i really don't feel like someone has to have gone through the same amount of losses as you or the same types of losses of you to really be a a solid support for you they don't have to understand anything about grief but they have to be willing to and wanting to understand you that question is definitely it hits me because i've that that's something that i've had to think about all throughout my 20s when dating i don't think that that's something that's typical for most but um, it's something I've had to go through um, and I know a handful of you listening have felt that as well. Going into a new relationship, we each have our own reservations and our own levels of trust issues and how much we're willing to give and all of that. Um, but I think when you've lost someone or you've gone through something so traumatic that still impacts you to this day, you can kind of feel a little nervous to share that uh, because it is so sensitive to you and so personal to you and you just yeah you just don't want to deal with a bad response so I totally get it Um, like I said I definitely would try to be as prepared as possible with all of the what-ifs that could happen and be clear with what you're looking for in that conversation Um, and what, what type of support you need so just be really clear going in um, I think in the past for me oh my gosh I've brought it up in so many different ways um, at times I've just kind of like dumped it and left just to see how that person would react and I just maybe wasn't in the space to even like have that conversation but I still wanted to get it out there other times I felt really safe and secure with the person and I brought it up and I was so blindsided by the way that they responded Um, This one particular time I'm thinking of that I felt that way. I remember leaving their house and just crying on the way home and calling one of my best friends who had also experienced parent loss. And um, I was just like, something did not feel right in that conversation. I can't even verbalize what it is, but I just didn't feel safe and I didn't like that conversation, how it went. So all of these possibilities can happen, but this this is a huge, huge question. Um, I probably could spend an entire episode, but I hope that you got a little bit of what you needed from that. Also, before I move on, that it makes me think of um, the movie Think Like a Man, which is from Steve Harvey's book. And he talks about how there's, there's a scene in the movie where um, one of the women has a son and She's referring to the book and the book says, you know, tell the person you're dating about your son or that special, important, big thing in your life straight up. Because if they have a negative response, you'll know right away and you won't waste your time. And when that movie came out, I didn't read the book, but I watched the movie. When that movie came out, it really, I applied it to like my grief because I was having such a hard time in communicating that with new people. But I thought about that and that really worked for me just framing it that way so I've been pretty honest and upfront right away like within the first few dates okay the next question do you really believe you have to love yourself first before you love anyone else well I would definitely say that in society we see a lot of um, relationships that aren't super healthy or one or the other or both parties are not in a place where they're really showcasing that they do love themselves and 
um, it really impacts the relationship. So I think that it is possible, you know, people find, find each other, whether they're ready or not, and they make it work. Whether that is a true, genuine and healthy relationship is another story. I, I personally feel that you do have to love yourself in order to have a really fulfilling, meaningful relationship. I think you need to be able to say, hey, you know, life has been good on my own. I'm really self-sufficient. I can regulate myself. I can access all these resources if I need. I have a healthy group of people around me. And it would be nice to have a romantic connection and know that if it doesn't work out with them or if we're struggling, hey, I have these other great supports in my life and I've done a lot of work on myself. I think that's the ideal situation. Doesn't always happen, but I would say after years of dating and dating all types of people and being into different situations and different spots in my healing journey, um, I would say when I was at a place where I didn't love myself, I was my worst critic, I was really hard on myself, I just thought I was ugly and undesirable and nobody would want me and all of these horrible things I would still be in relationships but when those relationships would fail I would crumble and it would take me a really long time to bounce back um so yes to answer that question I I really feel that way um that you can benefit from or not benefit you can have the best possible healthy relationships when you are in a place that you do love yourself and loving yourself is work it's practice you can be in a place right now where you do have a lot of self-love and you're in a relationship things are going well life happens you get rerouted and you fall off and you're in a place now that it's you find it hard to love yourself and you're in that relationship but using those resources pulling on those tools getting yourself back up um, that's a different story but I think that starting point of having and exhibiting self-love is really key in order to have a fulfilling and healthy relationship okay moving on we have this one isn't a question it's more of a statement and a feeling I feel like sometimes my boyfriend doesn't understand or take into account my traumas this is tough um i feel like i would need a little bit more context a little bit more information to um really give my opinion and thoughts on this but i will say that it's it's really important to be in a relationship where you feel heard supported and understood you want to have that back and forth giving and receiving Um, I feel like sometimes if we are, not sometimes, probably it'll happen a lot, if we are in a relationship where we find that, um, you know, our our partner says that they don't understand or um, they're not really giving us the time of day when we do choose to bring up parts of our past, um, depending on your relationship dynamic, where you're at, the self-love piece, maybe you decide, okay, well, yeah, I guess I won't have this conversation with them. Um, I'll just kind of sweep it under the rug and you're practicing neglecting yourself in a sense. So I feel like we really need to be clear going into relationships, um, 
just how connected our trauma and our grief is to our journey and how important it is to have people in our lives who don't necessarily fully get the picture but want to they want to hear you they want to learn they want to understand they want to understand you and they give you the space so in this this scenario i would really just kind of assess what you're needing in your relationship and try your best to communicate that and 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 just go from there and see if your partner is receptive to that Um, again they don't have to have experienced the same trauma as you to be willing to give you that space or to be willing to to try to learn or understand what you possibly went through so yeah that one I, I, I need a bit more information but that's that's what I'll say on that for now okay the next one says I want to date but my mental health is not good right now Ooh, um I, I totally get this for sure um I would say that Even though your mental health is not where you want it to be, you are so deserving of love and you're deserving of being treated right and being showered with love and interest and just exploring life with somebody. You deserve that. I I think mental health is priority. It's always going to be priority. So, um... I think you can enter a relationship and be like honest about it and say, you know what, I I struggle with anxiety. Um, That's just who I am. That's part of my journey. I have all these supports in place. That's how I take care of myself. And I think so long as you have supports in place for yourself and you're open and you're honest and and that all that, I think it's okay to explore dating. Um... But if you, it's a different story, I think, if you aren't in a place where you are open to receiving support or you've maybe noticed in the past that you've dove into relationships um, and kind of attached yourself to someone who you think could be your sole support. So um, there's a lot of ifs and ahs and a lot of context we would need to really dive into that specific scenario. But I think that... um, mental health is you know it's always fluctuating as long as you have a really good sense of who you are you have supports in place i think it's okay to explore dating or if you're in a relationship already you know continue doing that whatever you feel is best for your mental health but don't go into a relationship or date thinking that it's going to put a band-aid on your mental health because it's not yeah but yes 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 so (laughs) i will leave that one there um yeah I, I think oh, I can I can totally see myself having like a conversation at dinner or like on the phone with like some of my closest friends about that that one because I feel like it's heavily debated um and we can think about so many different scenarios of times that where our mental health wasn't well and we had to take a step back from dating or we were kind of idling and we you know, our mental health was fluctuating and we still found ourselves dating and we're like, oh man, why did I do that? I really needed that time for myself. And other times you're just like, it would be really nice to meet somebody new and I want to challenge myself. That is a different story. So I will put a pin in that one. The next question that came in is, uh, oh, not question, it's a statement. There is an age gap between me and my boyfriend. I'm always nervous to tell people. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think as long as your relationship is healthy and it's going well, it's it's really up to you whether you want to share that with people or not or how much you want to share. It's always up to you. That's your business. Um, the age gap, of course, you know, people are going to have opinions about that. Um, you did not list the age gap, but I'm glad you didn't because, um, yeah, that's not my place to judge. And I think, yeah, I think relationships with age gaps can definitely work. Um, I actually had um, a youth I work with bring this up and I was basically saying something to the effect of like, if relationships can be great for sure. However, if you are in a completely different place in your life than this other person, it might bring on challenges. You might see over time that it brings on challenges. If you are someone who is a university student, you're really focused on school, you live on campus maybe, you aren't working a part-time job right now because you're in, I don't know, a really crucial point in your semester, so you are just focusing on school. But the person you're dating has a full-on career, they're in meetings all the time, they're meeting new people, they're staying out late, going going out after work with their coworkers. Um, I think it's just you're in a different place in your life. So I think that that can bring on some tension. But that, that would be my only concern with, with age gaps. Um, but if you're really happy, then like I said, it's really your business and it's up to you how much you want to share. Um, but yeah. Yep. The next question says... Is it strange if I ask my boyfriend to join one of my therapy sessions? Um, off the top of my head reading that question, I'm like, I'm thinking and I'm wondering why. <laughs> um, is it is it because um, the both of you might need support in your relationship? Is it because you're looking for your boyfriend to just hear how you speak about your past and if they can kind of learn ways to support you while listening in your therapy session or um, if you're feeling nervous to go and you want extra support. I think I would need a little bit more context um, to really go in on this question, but um, I think it's perfectly okay if you've been seeing a therapist regularly and you've maybe talked about your partner in your therapy sessions and if you, the two of you have had some issues to maybe ask your therapist if it would be okay if they joined in or what they think might be best from their professional point of view. But yeah, yeah, that one, I, we, need, we need some more context. <laughs> okay, so the final question says, I feel like since losing my dad, my relationship has changed so much. How much of that is normal? So I think they're talking about their romantic relationship changing a lot. Yeah, um, when you lose someone, it just it changes it changes your world completely. It changes your worldview literally. It changes the relationships you have, the dynamics you have, your responsibilities, um, and it varies depending on the loss. So losing a parent uh, is tough. I definitely know that. I'm speaking from personal experience, and I think that it. I, I will say that I think it is normal for your relationship to change. Um, However, I think it is so important to keep up with the communication. And I know with grief, we we shut down, we're devastated, we're heartbroken, we isolate. Um, 
but it could be a new chapter in your relationship where you're navigating this new space. So however long you've been together, I think it, it's okay to feel a change now after this because you're navigating some new feelings and a new space and literally learning to live without one of the most important people in your entire life. Yeah, I think I think it is it is normal to um, go through change. I think some of the main areas are communication, intimacy, um, could be finances, depending if you're taking a leave off of work or however your setup is. Um, yeah, I, I think so many pieces of a relationship can be impacted by grief. But I would say if it's been quite a long time and um, there hasn't been change and you've noticed more of a divide between you and your partner, it might be a good idea to consider getting some support. You might need someone kind of coming in there and just um, supporting you and finding ways to come back together and process all of the things that you've been through together. But yeah, I don't know a whole lot of your, about your relationships. So you're going to have to just kind of assess where you're at and what you need. I want to also mention that grief heavily changes friendships as well. Not only romantic relationships, but that one is a whole other topic for another day. Relationships definitely change and it's normal. It's normal to feel all those things. Okay, so that brings us to the very end of the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. It was something a little different for those who have been listening to the previous episodes. A little bit unstructured, but all focused around you and your questions. We talked about things ranging from grief to self-love to partners not understanding our trauma to more grief and age gaps and therapy. And this was so fun. I, I love talking about all of these things. I these are definitely all questions or statements I would bring up with my friends and just pick their brain about over dinner. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it got you thinking about things and maybe some of them connected with you personally. So I will leave you with that. I hope you are taking time this month to just explore where you're at, adjust to things as needed and show yourself grace. That is something I'm definitely practicing myself this month. So I'm, pa- I'm passing it on to you as well. If you want to check out more Girls Gotta Heal content, check out the GGH blog on girlsgottaheal.com where you can read more about relationships, grief, and just your everyday, <laughs> your everyday topics that I kind of cover. So um, have a look there. Please read through. You can find pages on pages of blog posts that I've written over the last few years and I hope to stay connected with you and hope to see you here next time.